Welcome to the Stewardship Project. I'm Sean Salitro. I'm Andrew Mitchell. And this is a 10-minute talk. Let's get to it. Salitro to get to know our other host. This is leading up to our launch of season three of the podcast, August 1st, so be sure to be looking for that. We've got some other fun things in our 10-minute talk segments coming up in the next couple weeks where we're going to be addressing personalities, but let's dive in and get to know Sean. So, Sean, if you had to bullet point the roles that you play in life, uh, what would those be? Oh, goodness. I was so scared. Okay. Um... (laughs) Bullet point, the roles. I'm so glad this isn't like a quiz where I'm timed. The roles, well, first and foremost, I would say the top bullet point after the intro would be um, I am a follower of Jesus Christ. So that stands above all and almost separate from all. Not separate from all, but it's not like a first, second, third thing. I mean, that is overall. Yep. And so I've been adopted into into uh, sonship through him. I am a follower of Jesus Christ, a child of God. And then I have also had the opportunity to become a husband. And that takes, uh, again, an overall approach because mm. prior to being a father, um, which would be the next bullet point, I am a husband. And I, as a result of that, I have become a father. And then next, I am an employee. So I have chosen to take the, the life path of working for somebody else and... Um, <laughs> That can be difficult at times and prove to be adventurous at other times. But uh, that is the calling that God has placed on me and the, the authority that I've been placed under. And then, not even in a secondary sense, but I'm also a son of, of two individuals, a mother and a father. I am a brother to two brothers as well. And then I am me. Uh, I am an individual. I'm Sean. I was created by God and so I have that as a bullet point that again like is encompassing of other things but it is a role that I play perfect so to dive a little bit deeper into maybe one of those bullet points but maybe just more a a season of life Um, when you were a kid you know what was the thing that you wanted to be when you grew up many things i feel like any any person could answer like so many things and and some of it went to the typical like i wanted to be a fireman um sure that was because my my grandfather was a was a fire chief at one point in his mm. life and so i was like man that would be awesome but i feel like any any child kind of goes through that that one for a little bit at some point um but the one that kind of followed me through after i went through the typical like fireman astronaut phase um was I always wanted it to be involved in some form of entertainment, whether it was Mm. uh, broadcasting or acting or even being involved in the uh, production crew of film in the film industry. So I was always, always wanting to be involved in productions, whether it was at church or school. Um, Loved the idea of performance. I, I could never perform musically, um, couldn't pick up an instrument and figure out how to play it. Couldn't even, like, I took lessons and things and nothing caught sure. on. And I even tried to be in band in high school at one point, and I was like, rhythm is not my thing. There is no such thing as rhythm as any part of my body other than that my heart beats to rhythm. But uh, I can't keep one myself. But sure. acting, acting is where I, like, 
I found it. Like, hmm. um, not that I became an actor, but I just loved sure. it. Um, whether I got to be in small skits or um, larger productions, I just I just loved it. I had so much fun doing those things, and um, yeah, really like. I would okay. I was weird growing up, but I would have these <laughs> dreams that um, <laughs> I would get kidnapped. But I wouldn't get kidnapped like by anybody who was mean. It would be somebody who is an actor, and that they would train me, and then I would become an actor through that. And I, I would, I wow! Dreams growing up, but anyway, um, <laughs> my wife can tell you all those stories about like different dreams I used to tell her about that I would have growing up. But one of them, yeah, used to be this recurring dream that I was kidnapped by actors, and I was trained to be an actor. That's um, hilarious. And maybe there's some psychological weird things with that one, but I don't know. Sure. Um, but yeah, so acting, performing, that, that was something that career-wise I was always like, man, I want to do that. That's super interesting. Is that something that you, is that still an itch that you scratch from time to time? Or is that kind of gone by the wayside as an adult? Or I feel like I find ways to scratch that itch through just talking. Hmm. I, I mean we'll get to talk about this a little bit more when we talk about personality types, but I am, I am an extrovert and sometimes that's to a fault. I feel like every Mm -hmm. extrovert can say that, but, um, I get, I get so much joy, um, and satisfaction out of talking and just talking with people, getting to know people. Sometimes, um, I, my, I mean, my wife says I'm somebody who processes things out loud. And so Mm -hmm. if I'm ever confronted with an issue or see a problem, whether it's just like a problem in the world, or something I'm going through at work or something that's happening in our family, like I just talk it out. And and then through that talking, like I find solutions. Um, mm. But but I'm just, I'm saying it out loud and somebody's listening and I'm talking and it's like, I've had an, I've had an audience for a bit. And Interesting. Very graciously, God has given me a wife who doesn't mind um, just listening <laughs> sometimes and, and allowing me to do that. But I feel like through being a father, you're able to scratch that itch because you you play with your kids and you know yeah. you you pretend and you perform and um and that's always fun but yeah here and there throughout different parts of life um throughout college i uh, was always a part of our college of this like christmas production called magicals um sure and i was always whether it was a small role large role i was a part of it and mm-hmm. i loved that here in adult life it's been a bit different there have been times when i've sure um been asked to like teach at like young adult ministries at church or college ministries and so teaching has i would say allowed that a little bit although i've always got to like pare it down to an extent where i'm not focused on the performance aspect mm. um, because it's, obviously i'm teaching from the word so i don't want to like this isn't about me yeah but it does allow me to be at that point where i'm interacting with others in that way sure um, you know as an actor would there's there's somewhat of an audience there's listening and interacting that's happening yeah. so that's different ways that I've found too but yeah every time we drive by downtown there's our local um, our civic theater downtown mm. and if I see like they're doing auditions I'm like hmm that, I should try that but then I'm like you know what right now I'm in a season of life where our, our children are so young and it's like I don't feel like I could take the time to like yeah. auditions and rehearsals and all that kind of stuff but yeah also i never want to fully like imply that like just because i go to an audition like i'm gonna get a part you know? right um but there's there's nothing in me that always says that so i've definitely been humbled by sometimes when i haven't gotten a part sure um, but yeah that's great <clears throat> so a little bit more of a shallow question to follow that one up you know you don't want to spend too much time in the deep end you might get seasick what, what's your favorite <laughs> food this is dangerous. 
I have like food is a favorite thing of mine, but um, <laughs> can food be the category? <laughs> yeah. So my wife will always say that like if ever we go to a new restaurant, one of the things I tend to gravitate to is trying what kind of burger they make. Mm. Um, I mean, I I love burgers. Like, I mean, that is that is in essence one of the greatest sandwiches ever is a burger. I don't disagree. So. Yeah, anytime we go to a new restaurant, if they've got a burger on their menu and they're an Italian place, I'm still going to try that burger. Um, <laughs> just to see. Like, I mean, uh, A friend of mine was moving out of town this week, and so I went and had lunch with him for the last time. And um, we went to this, this Chinese buffet. And on the buffet, they had burgers. <laughs> so, yeah, so I had a burger. I have to ask, like... Has that ever backfired? I mean, like trying a burger at oh, a yeah. seafood oh, place yeah. or like a Chinese place, like that yeah, seems like course. very yeah. dangerous. <laughs> There's legitimate places where you shouldn't have a burger. My brain doesn't say don't have that burger. It just says like you got to try that burger because you'll know. I mean, you got to know what kind of burger they make. So that's fair. Um, I've tried burgers pretty much everywhere. When we went on our honeymoon, we we spent a week in Colorado one time, and I tried a burger at every restaurant we went to. Wow. Mexican place like I mean it was you gotta try it yeah and I'll try the other foods too but yeah love that's making hilarious at home so you know that's hilarious good burger that, that was not what I was expecting as far as like you know I, you know I'm a pizza lover but I'm not gonna order pizza from you know a Mexican restaurant unless it's Mexican yeah, that, pizza yeah, I mean that's yeah, safe that's but <laughs> I mean it is a dangerous game I play but um, it's just gonna become a tradition now I can't really avoid it <laughs> It's become who I am. Like, I have to. <laughs> it is part of me. It's one of those bullet points under Sean. Like, oh, that's here. great. That's great. All right. So the next one. Um, if you could be completely transparent and accepted in a new relationship, what would you say is your biggest weakness that you are working on? I would say the biggest weakness that I am working on and have been for quite some time is I am a chronic... I would be diagnosed as a chronic procrastinator. Mm. Um, and that has plagued me from school age on, you know, and, yeah. and it followed me from high school to college and college into my first jobs and, you know, now into, into marriage and, and different things. And so I have, yeah, I would say procrastination is something that I have tried to drill down on. And, and I, you know, and I've seen myself go ever since, um, college and, and marrying somebody who is like 100% the opposite of procrastinator. Mm. Um, I feel like she does things even before they're asked or before they're assigned to her. Um, just overly prepared. You know, and then having a father, like you just can't procrastinate anymore. There are certain parts yeah. of life you just can't. You have to follow through. And so I've been humbled to an extent to recognize that it's something that has caused issues in a lot of areas of life that I've had to just like hmm. say like it can't anymore. And then again, having having married somebody who is not that way has shown me like it doesn't have to be this way. It can be better. Sure. And this is what it can look like. And having and having friends who are uh, good motivators, just based on the examples they set, and having good mentors in, in life, just kind of say that um, there's a better way. Sure. It is. I feel like any procrastinator can say like, no, I know there's a better way. I just haven't gotten to it yet. Um, yeah. You know. So. So it's always something that I'm working on tomorrow. But yeah, I'm, yes, always tomorrow. It, it's, it's a weakness always. that I know is there, and yeah, it's a constant work in progress. Yeah, 
as my wife always says, when does tomorrow come? <laughs> the next day. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, that's good. I appreciate that. That's a, that's a, I feel like, again, that's one that people can identify with, you know, I think, mm-hmm. and, and I, something interesting that I had heard, I think relatively recently is, you know, sometimes the creative sides of us are often the things that connect with that procrastinator thing. So, mm. um, I don't know. There might be something to the superpower and the weakness, you know? Yes. Rock on. Procrastinators unite tomorrow. Right. Um, yeah. <laughs> I feel like it's something I'd never, like, if they asked me in a job interview, like, what's what's a weakness that you have? I feel like if I said procrastination, they'd, like, stand up and shake my hand and go, well, thanks for coming in. Right. <laughs> yeah. Well, and it's, it's one of those things, like, you're always told, you know, when you go in for the job interview, if they ask you a question like that, it's it has to be something that you can spin into a, a strength. You know, a like positive. Yeah, ah, I'm just a perfectionist. You know, I just I want yeah. things to be just so. That you know, it really holds me back. Sometimes I get to work <laughs> too early. Yeah, you know, is is five a.m. too early to be here? Like, <laughs> yeah. Do you mind if I uh, never stop working? The- <laughs> Uh, so what do you uh, what do you do in your free time, Sean? Mm, mm. I wonder what free time is. Prior to having kids, uh, being somebody who was prone to the creative and film side of things and the acting and all that stuff, I mean, I found a lot of joy and relaxation in, in movies. Um, mm. So, I mean, I I prided myself on that, like knowing movies back to front. Not like knowing the film itself um, and its dialogue, but like I knew everything about a movie once I watched it because I would research the film, I'd research the director, I'd research the wow. writers, the production of it, like how it became came about, um, you know how well it did at the box office. So, so when when I would tell people that like I was a film enthusiast, it wasn't like I liked watching movies. It was like I was so enthused about the film itself, yeah. like everything that went into making that film, and so. Um, hmm. I used to wish that I could go on like a trivia show and just answer questions about film because film was like it was a hobby for me for a while. Sure. Um, and then as I got you know older, um, more into more into careers, and then more into uh, fatherhood, mm-hmm. um, less and less of that happened. But I still sure. enjoy it. So I guess now I would say, yeah, I I really just enjoy spending time with my kids right now. Um, mm. and I, and it's weird to call that a hobby because I mean it's just part of my life and who I am. Right. But um, it's something that that is a free time thing for me. Like I don't mm. that is my free time. My free time is taken up by my children at the moment. You know, yeah. whether it's on the weekends or after after work. You know, so I get we get a lot of joy out that. So that's spending time outside. That's um, creating art. That's um, mm. going to different you know ice cream shops that we like. But it's spending finding new and exciting things to do with, with the kids. Um, yeah, that's great. And, uh, and yeah, I, I also feel like that's, it's also an interesting question to ask an extrovert. Like what's, what's a mm. hobby? Like everything. I like doing lots of things, <laughs> yes. you know, like it's, it's hard to nail it down to one. Yeah. I like doing things with people. Definitely. Um, so people are a hobby and right now those people are my kids. Yeah. Oh, that's and good. I mean, I, I mean, but she's always right. just there too. <laughs> She's like the assumptive, like she's also involved. <laughs> yeah, if I'm there, she's there. If they're there, she's there. So, 
Yeah. Is there, I mean, because yeah. film has come up a couple of times. Was there ever a point in your life where you either thought to go to school for like film studies or something like that, or to pursue a career in maybe not as an actor or something like that, but even just kind of an adjacent thing to be exposed more to that? I'm just curious because, I mean, this is all new to me. So, no, yeah, no, that's a good question. I appreciate it. Um, so, yeah, right after high school, I did not know what to do whatsoever. I had not made any plans. Um, and everybody else was like, I, you know, I got into this place, I got into this. Like, I hadn't really applied to anywhere. Um, mm-hmm. Because I had always, like, fallen back on the idea that, like, well, I love getting to know people, so I'm just going to go somewhere. Um, mm-hmm. And so I ended up going to, uh, I got a full two-year uh, tuition-covered scholarship to our local community college. Mm-hmm. Um, and they had a film department. And so I was like, well, if I'm going to spend two years here, I'm going to do film. Yeah. Um, so I enrolled in as many film and acting classes as I could over those two years. Um, and and to an extent that uh, it was very eye-opening to kind of see, like, this is what studying film looks like. But it mm-hmm. also got me involved with the type of people who study film. And there are, like, two very different camps. There are, like, film snobs. And then mm-hmm. there are like people who very much are kind of like on the nerdy technical side of film, mm-hmm. and I found that I just I really didn't fall into either category. I <laughs> could not go to like a film school and be taught it. Plus, I was a horrible student. I mean, to begin <laughs> with, like I, I mean, being a procrastinator, like don't give me yep. an assignment in this. Like I, I won't get it done. Um, right. But if you tell me like go execute an idea and you have free range, like that would have been better, I guess. But so I did, yeah, I did. I took a lot of film classes, and then I think it was in the third semester I took a world cinema class. Okay. And I just, I couldn't get into it. Like, I could get into watching the films, and we would watch, like, a foreign film. And then they would just, like, and now the quiz is on, you know, like, what do you think that the character was communicating by this list? <laughs> and I was like, um... <laughs> I always got the answers wrong. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I know, to me, he's communicating this. And then uh, the quiz would come back and be like, oh, it's absolutely incorrect. The director intended this. Like, hmm, well, good for the director, but I feel like he could have gone that about differently. But anyway, I felt That's like everybody, because we would have like verbal quizzes too, where the, the t- professor would just ask questions out loud in class and you'd answer out loud and get graded on your answer. Um, hmm. And so many of the answers just felt like people were trying to be like so heady with the answers mm. i was just like ah, i can't yeah. be that can't be that yeah um i just want to make movies for fun so yeah i want to be in them but yeah so i found that going to a film school wasn't the way to go about it for me at least if that was going to happen sure sure yeah that, i feel like that's how i feel about just like you know taking like an english literature class or something like that you read a book and it's like and what's the author trying to communicate here it's like i don't know why don't we go ask the author <laughs> you know yeah, I mean, if they didn't write it down, they didn't want you to know. Like, yeah, exactly. Why are they, we trying to figure out what what's wrote. in their head? <laughs> right. Uh, so, uh, next question. What is the thing you are most proud that you've done or accomplished? Oh, my gosh. You're, like, digging deep here. Again, this is one of those questions that I feel like any father could answer. But it was, I, I would say, like, becoming a father. Mm. And 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 I don't mean to say that to be dismissive of the question at all, but mm. just to say that like I was so, and anybody who surround who surrounded me at this point, um, or was within my community at this point in my life can 
can say they probably saw it, but I was so fearful of becoming a parent. Um, hmm. There was a ton of fear mounted on top of that um, part of life happening. And so um, getting through that first year of fatherhood and looking back on the, on the different parts that I didn't need to be so fearful of, and yet mm. got through, and obviously I, I got through. I, I was not alone whatsoever. I mean, my wife was there, and we got through by yeah. the grace of God. But, yeah, there was, a, there was a lot of fear there. And so for me, it felt like conquering a fear. Like somebody was like, mm. I conquered the fear of like jumping out of an airplane. Like I would rather jump out of an airplane. I would rather go into outer space. I would rather, um, you know, I don't know, climb a mountain with no ropes or something. But um, Sure. To me, it was more insurmountable than that. And then so coming out on the other side and saying, like, now I've got a a six-year-old and now I've got a two-year-old and Mm -hmm. I'm not afraid anymore, really, I would say is something that I hold as, like, that's my, that that is my accomplishment. My accomplishment isn't, like, having a kid because the actual, like, you know, giving birth to the child I didn't do and the actual (laughs) other parts of that um, were easier. But, yeah, the, the going through of parenthood. And that's the great. first parts of that and getting through that. Now, I realize there's a lot coming down the road with parenthood. And I'm not saying yep. that, like, I've got it all figured out and I've conquered that because I have no idea what it's like to have a teenager. <laughs> but getting through those first two years of each kid, I was like, oh, yeah, did that. I did that. I made it to that Everest. That's good. That's And I feel like that's so much more meaningful to have that be the accomplished, the thing, the thing that you're proud of. Because, I mean, so much of that other stuff just passes away. It just, yeah, I don't know. But but being a parent and raising kids, I mean, there, there's so much joy in it, like you alluded to earlier. And, you know, so much purpose. You know, you feel purposeful when you're doing it because you know, oh, yeah. you know this person's going to go out and be a part of the world. And my job is to hopefully make them a, a good contributor to what's going on. So I, I yeah. feel like that's a great answer. Yeah. All right, last question to round us out on our not-so-ten-minute talk. Um, <laughs> what's the top three things on your bucket list? And this is like bucket list. Like, I have no guarantee that these things are going to happen, but it would be awesome if they did right. something. Number one, to be in a film. Not like, oh, I was in this amateur film. Like, I mean, to be in sure. a film that is released theatrically and we would be called a Hollywood okay. feature film. Um, it's always been there. Number two, to for any length of time go into outer space out of the atmosphere and into space and then number three I guess it could be associated with going to outer space but this one would be to go skydiving hmm I feel like I mean that, that one is pretty accessible and easy to do but um never have done it never had a chance to go skydiving and I could never bring my wife to go with me so um <laughs> so uh, yeah the idea now of actually getting that accomplished is is um less than likely but yes i would say that's still top three on the bucket list that's that's cool that's if your wife is anything like my wife i if she wouldn't go i wouldn't be able to go because if one of us is gonna die she'd rather both of us die uh (laughs) sure yeah that's a good point that's a good yeah i mean that's the whole thing like too she she said she's always i said like babe if you had the chance to go out of space would you go and then she's kind of given this look afterwards, like, you know how to answer that question, right? Because, I mean, the answer is supposed to be, no, I would not go. I would never leave you guys and go to outer space. Of course not. But I mean, like, um, I mean, yeah. I mean, if, if Elon Musk or, um, you know, Jeff Bezos came up to me and they said, like, hey, we got one seat left. 
you could go into space yep. for 10 minutes i'd be like ah yeah i would be on that <laughs> i would be on that rocket but and then i would look over my wife and she'd be shaking her like you're not getting on that rocket I'm like sorry sorry jeff i can't go my wife's like, no. uh it's definitely like one of those uh you've put me between a rock and a hard place here <laughs> yes yes can i bring my entire family with me on this 10 minute ride oh that's great that's great yeah. Well, Sean, it's been great getting to know you more. Uh, we'll look forward to our next couple of conversations where we're going to dive into some personality stuff. I'm excited to get into some of that and find out a little bit more about each of us and some of the tests that we've looked at and obviously be looking forward to season three launching August 1st. And uh, yeah, we've got a lot of exciting guests coming up. So looking forward to those things. Awesome. Thanks, Andrew. Thanks, Andrew.